Welcome, this is Andrew Schechter, host of the Politically Incorrect Podcast on EA Truth Radio, brought to you by Eternal Affairs Media every Thursday night. Tonight we have a very special guest we'll introduce in one moment. We'll stop for a moment and, and, and take a prayer for our special topic this evening, the indictments on Donald Trump. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father, this evening we have a special prayer, a request to look over, guide, and secure the, the uh, positive all the positive aspects of our, of our great president, Donald Trump, who still is our legitimate president. We ask that you look over him through his path to the 2024 elections, through his path through all of his trials and tribulations that Satan has put before him. So you give him a path forward, give him the answers he needs, and a path to, to success. We know you can do this, dear Lord, because with Donald Trump in the White House, with Donald Trump even just being respected by the public, your name, your great glory is also respected. We pray that you can do all these wonderful things for our nation and for our president. We pray in your great name, O Lord. Amen. So good evening, folks. We, tonight, we, today we have a, 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 a great speaker, one of our, one of our, one of our uh, former podcast hosts, um, Dan Hennon. We're going to talk about Donald Trump. I'm going to let you start it off, Dan, and give a little information about yourself, what you're doing right now, and, and what we're going to talk about tonight. Uh, fire away. Well, thank you. Thank you, Andrew. Um, I left the show here about a year ago. Last August is when things really got busy for me. and took some time off here to get some other things uh, done. I'm still very active on my Twitter account. My handle is at DM Hennon, H-E-N-N-E-N, DM Hennon. Lots of stuff out there. My Facebook page is, is very very active, uh, but uh, YouTube page was shut down uh, three years ago, and that everything went down with it uh, as well. But still, very active in in looking at deep state crimes and uh, deep state events. I'll leave it at that. Whether it's the recent uh, fires in Maui or what have you, there's lots of deep state events that are going on, basically continually, just just several a month. That are coming out, and uh, it's it's just I try to educate people on my social media to have them wake up, uh, not force anything. You can't really push. You can't be a salesman and try to lead people down a path. You could just lead them to the water as a horse and have hopefully they can drink and have the education uh, you know jump out at them. But it's a hard thing. It's a it's a tiring task. I work full time and I'm very active in other volunteer duties outside of that. But it it is really almost a full-time job following uh, the deep state here in this country. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, I think the one thing, you know, doing the, the podcasts that I do and the other things that I do on the, as well in politics and, and whatnot, it, the problem is when, you know, when, when you get up and you start to do do research, you start getting hit from so many angles. What do you, what do you actually sit down and debate on that? What they're doing is they're, they're slamming so much at us that we, that it's like a shotgun, you know, you can you can dodge a bullet maybe or maybe if you get hit you still you'll survive but if you get hit with you know 50 shotgun pellets you're not going to survive and that's the same thing that they're doing right now there's just so much coming at us at once and it's all for one goal as far as i can tell maybe you can we'll talk about this as well um and some of the things that donald trump was trying to stop the big thing now is that they want to have a unified currency they want everything to be digital they want you know the the the, the hand of the mark of satan to be mark, marked upon you and you won't be able to do anything without using the mark of satan uh, they want full 100% control, and it all started with this drop in the $600 of the um, 
the, the IRS the reporting the, the situation where you can't even sell a couch now without get, ha- having to pay for a, an attorney and an accountant and everything else because you have to you have to justify the sale of that couch because it's a, that that low limit. That's what they want. They want us to not be able to make money. And if you look at Karl Marx, Karl Marx did, did a did a whole show on Karl Marx a while back. It, it is exactly what Karl Marx was saying. You know, give them just enough money, just enough string that they can raise the next generation to uh, to to be at the at the at the behest of the of the government. Um, let's p- put that together with what you've been talking about in, in your uh, uh, pod on your uh, uh, blogs and whatnot, Dan, and, and tell me how we can fit all this together. Well, it's it's really the basic. The foundation is understanding propaganda. Uh, you know, I, I became awake uh, following 9-11 and some of the recent things around uh, uh, 2010, two, 2009 and following JFK. And you can follow these independent events that are seemingly independent and you can start you know, lo- looking to find what really happened and then it becomes quite clear. But once you understand the CIA and the propaganda machine that began back in the 1950s here in this country, then you start to see how the networks um, started back in the 60s and the 70s, the TV, the movies, the Hollywood, the music, entertainment business, how everything is pushing this giant machine of propaganda and that you start digging into, uh, you know, sim- simple, simple, uh, simple crimes, not even big deep state ones. And you find out that they're not as what you think. Simple things like that. And then you go back and, You've probably done this yourself, Andrew, but once, you, once you've realized then everything that you've learned or everything that you've been told essentially is a lie, you've got to go back and relearn your history. And then it really jumps out at you at that point as far as what was going on in the 40s, what was going on in the 50s, um, and how corrupt this whole organization is. And, and I'm talking not just some bad actors here and there, but the rogue elements of all of these institutions, like you said. The IRS is corrupt. The DOJ is is corrupt. The FBI is corrupt, and and so exposing you know new people to this and and, and letting them know that how this all works is, is it's it's a clown show. Everything from the very beginning, um, you know. Granted, there are good elements of the FBI. Uh, there are probably some very good agents out there uh, with the IRS. There's some very good people in the Department of Justice, but we're talking the rogue elements. When I talk about the rogue elements of these organizations, it's at the very top. It's the people put there on purpose to run them. Uh, you know, it, it's so it's 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 so rotten to the very core that whether it's e- election fraud and things like this, and we keep getting these recurring things, and then you get the press regurgitating things that are false. People don't know what to believe. Uh, there's really two types of people: the, the normies, the normal folks who's, who who work eight to five and come home and turn on the nightly news and, and believe it. That are spoon fed every night with what's going on, and then the people that are awake that that take the time to do the research to find out what's really going on. There, there's there's no such thing as a coincidence, and so when you see large things going on like this, big events, whether it's school shootings. Uh, there's always the motive after it. There's always something behind it that's pushing it. Uh, they're looking for this problem, reaction, solution, Hegelian dialectic, and it's and that's what's driving everything. And the propaganda is just pushing it along. And propaganda in this in this day and age is so easy 
for the Normies uh, that they can push anything out there and people will believe it. And so the nice thing about social media, Facebook, Twitter, and, and YouTube and things like that are very good because that's where I think that the war, the battle is being fought in the trenches is there. Now, we know Facebook is, is bad, right? We know Facebook is, is bad and corrupt. Twitter is bad and corrupt. YouTube is bad and corrupt. But there are many, many groups or channels or pages or groups that you can follow within those that are very good. Here on EA uh, Truth, uh, you know, there's very good, there's a lot of truth seekers out there and a lot of groups that you can join up and believe and go after and start getting your research. And, and, and any chills or trolls that come into those types of groups are easily exposed. So there's a lot of truth going on in the very things that we laugh and make fun of with social media. A lot of people say, I don't go on Twitter because it's, it's corrupt. Uh, whether uh, you don't like the old uh, management or the new management, it's corrupt. Well, yeah, that is, that is probably true. But the people that I follow on Twitter and the followers that I have on Twitter are very educated people that, that know the difference. And what I find, Andrew, and you, you may do this yourself, but if you wake up in the morning, in the old days, you'd get the newspaper, you'd take a look at the front page and see what's on there and say, wow, that's, that's really impressive. Or, wow, that's a big event in, in the news uh, cycle. Today, you can jump on Twitter. I can log in with my username and I can see all these great things going on with Trump and all this great support that he's getting and all of these things coming up that he's doing and how he's fighting for the red, white, and blue and for this country. And then I log off Twitter, I log back in as a generic person, and I see everything that's trending about how he's going to jail, how he's going to prison, the indictments that are coming down, all these things that are trending that are all anti-Trump. And I'm like, well, what world am I living in? So that's what I do. I try to do that each day, Andrew, is to see what's going on in real world. What, what I follow is what's really going on, these fake, these sham investigations, she, these sham indictments. Uh, we know they're bogus, but if you log out and log back into Facebook and scroll through your feed or log into just CNN.com or USAToday.com, it's amazing how different <laughs> the propaganda is. It's black and white. It's completely opposite. It's it's opposite day every day here uh, living in, in the U.S. It's just amazing how different it can be. And I've got friends and family and relatives that are both on one side of the fence and on the other side. And I can get along with them. I could, I could you know, still communicate, but it's very hard. But there are some most people are just so completely asleep that they don't even know it. They just, it's just amazing. And your black and black and white is, is, a, is a really good, good way to describe that, Dan. I, I, it started years ago when I was in 1972 with the reelection campaign for Richard Nixon. I was one of the ones going around pushing things and I was invited to the white house just to, you know, just graduated out of high school or, you know, just graduating from high school, um, we were in the White House with Richard Nixon, and they had these these in the, in the old days there. They didn't have those fancy electronics. They had these clicker boards like the old, the old train stations used to have, and they had these polls going on on election night before the before the polls closed. They were running polls, you know, live polls on the phone, 
and the news crews were there waiting for the results to come in as well. And they're they're going, oh, look at these polls. It's uh, Nixon's losing by 32 percent. And da da da. He's going on and on. And I'm watching the board. And I'm looking at the numbers, and they're not matching. They refuse to put the cameras on the actual board, but they're not matching the numbers that are actually showing up on the polls, trying to get people to you know dis- dissuade people from voting for them. And right in the White House with the with the with with the darn president, you, you, it's unbelievable. And it's gotten so much worse since then. Um, but the black and white is 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 absolutely true. And the other thing is that, and maybe you can uh, extrapolate on this too. Um, the other thing is that uh, you have to look at the definitions. The, the Democratic Party and the Rhino Republicans are using reverse psychology on people. They'll come up and they'll say, "Oh, Trump's a fascist. Trump pe- has all these fascists and Nazis in his in his campaign." And da 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 da. You need to define fascists and then realize that the fascists are the Democrats. The fascists are the people against Donald Trump. Uh, same thing with them um, when they say it. Oh, it's this baseless claims. I, I, I cringe. I want I want to puke when I hear these reporters say that the Trump's baseless cla- claims of uh, of, of uh, fraud in the election. And yet they never define baseless. They never define baseless. But by saying that, they put that in the heads of the people that it's completely worthless with the guy that he didn't find anything. And he did. We all found out. I, I can give you all kinds of evidence that there, there was serious fraud in 2020. But that, but they will reverse that to you and they will they will put it on you and, and define that other person, that Donald Trump, that Trump supporter. They'll define them as the fascists, as, as the folks with the baseless claims for the election fraud, et cetera, et cetera. And all of a sudden, the people out there, the, 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 the dense people that don't want to think for themselves will say, oh, Trump bad, Trump's a fascist, Trump's bad, Trump's putting out baseless claims for things. And it's, it's really disgusting. And unless you do your own research, you'll never know that. Um, yeah, well, the, it is the mindset. You're right, Andrew. The mindset is, and, and they've done very good at this, them being the bad guys. Uh, it's orange man bad trump bad uh that's anything to do with that is bad and anyone that defends him now as a trump supporter and voted for trump is what they they back into and a lot of people say no i didn't i didn't vote for him or i don't defend him all i know is that that what he's saying is right and they try to make it black and white and so there's no gray area at all and that's one of those propaganda tools is that to divide everyone into two camps there's no three camps there's no four camps there's nothing that's neutral it's either yes or no and that's what they shove down our throats trump is bad biden is good now the voting you brought up a good point the voting election remember we started right off the beginning georgia seemed fishy pennsylvania was fishy wisconsin michigan was off the board it didn't even make sense you know the the polls coming in and so right before the show here, I went and looked. Remember the Antrim County in Michigan when they did the recount? They did the recount, the hand count. Every vote for the president in, the, in, the, in that county was redone. Biden's vote count went down 1,800 votes. Trump's vote corrected count went up 5,200 votes when they did the recount. Uh, that's a swing of 6,000 votes. And that record, that PDF file from Antrim County is correct, true, and valid. I'm not making a baseless claim here on your show. I'm reporting fact. There's a 6,000 vote swing in one of a, in a huge county in Michigan. So that's a fact, but people will not believe it. 
Uh, many counties in Michigan were the same way that came out, and there's proof. Uh, and so Mike Lindell and, and, and Trump and some other uh, fans or, or, you know, truth folks put together that movie, that movie called Absolute Proof. It documented the, the fraud in the 2020 election. So you watch the movie. It's a very powerful movie. It's it's it was awesome, very well done, and uh, it kept uh, opinions out. It just inserted facts. All it did was just talk about facts. Great name of the of the documentary, Absolute Proof. They did this right away. Said here it is, we've got it. Well, the mainstream media, Andrew, <laughs> said this is you know bat crazy, uh, tinfoil wearing hat, baseless claims. Mike Lindell is a nutcase. None of this stuff is true, and everything they presented, like what I just read to you. That that fact that I just read to you is what that whole movie was talking about Arizona, the counties in Arizona, the counties in Georgia, Fulton County. We're hearing about this. This is trending today in the news. And this election happened. You know, this is a 2020 election uh, that uh, a full documentary was made proving all of this. And, and people like you and I are still being looked at as conspiracy buffs because we're pushing these baseless claims when I'm actually reading a fact. Uh, you know, so it's, it's, it's a night and day world. It's black and white. It's opposite because if you show someone like this, here's the facts. Please watch it. They'll say, no, it's propaganda. If you pull up the movie Absolute Proof today on Wikipedia, they'll say it's a propaganda film pushed by Mike Lindell. Well, he helped fund it and get it moving and get legs on the project to get the movie done. But the data and the video and the audio clips were actual audio and video clips that that happened. I mean, President Trump spent the night of the election in a skiff watching it unfold. And they all saw it in real time at that 4 a.m. or 3 a.m., whatever time when everything blipped and everything flipped and the numbers got skewed. They saw it in real time. He was watching it from a skiff, an SCIF room. So it was busted in real time. Those of us following it know it to be true. It's not just we've been convinced or we believe it. It is a fact. And so I like when you say at the beginning of the show, the, the rightful president currently to this day is Donald Trump because he is. He is the president. Uh, he won, not Biden. And that's just not me saying it because I don't like Biden. It's me saying as a fact person, it's that's a fact. It is what it is. I'm not pushing any angle. That that's that's I think what shows like this are very good at. We're we're just pushing the truth, and I think that's a very important uh, fact. Is just for us is just to keep pushing facts. People aren't going to believe it. We already know that. Uh, some people will, but we're just trying to educate. And, and that's so important. And, and I've collected facts. I went out uh, in 2020 during the presidential election and was well, I was on a committee on the GOP committee. But we all were also working with for the Trump for Trump to go out and verify the, some of the things at the polls. A few things that were interesting. They say that these uh, uh, voting machines are not connected to the Internet. I'm going to tell you this. And I reported this to the county. I reported this to the state. I reported this to the constable at the polling place places rather there's in our in our district we have a great constable i actually connected 
to the internet via the voting machine. They connected to their Wi-Fi and then connected to the internet, which means that machine is connected. Not only that, it did not have a password on it, and it was connected right to the internet. There's absolutely no reason for that machine to be connected to the internet. And we were told that our county had no machines connected to the internet. That they said it's across the state. Luzerne County had the same issues. We went to Luzerne County last year and the same issues. And now here's another interesting fact that, that nobody wants to hear about. And I, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me. I should have had them prepared. But one of the things that I did is I took the numbers from the state where they said this is how many votes you know, uh, were cast for each, for each uh, uh, candidate. And this was the total number of votes. And when you take the total number of votes, and then download the list of people that voted. You can download that. You pay 25 bucks in Pennsylvania. You download the whole list to show you who voted when and where. It won't show you how they voted, but it will show you if they voted that year. There were almost 300,000 more votes cast than were registered in the public database, the voter, regist- voter registration database. 300,000 unaccounted for that. They have never explained to me. I took it to the county. I took it to the state, the state to the, um, the state, the state committee as well. And we have not got any valid response from them. We're still having meetings about it to this very day. But that they're facts. That's a fact. You can do that yourself. You can go down and actually download that list, get the numbers from the state, say this is what's with the election results, and they do not match. And yet they, they're saying we have unbiased claims. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because in a typical... In a typical election like this where there's fraud, the typical person, uh, the normie or the sheep, will think, oh, I wonder how the fraud happened. Is it possible that fraud happened? And if so, how did they pull it off? Uh, because it had to have been tough to do this. Well, the strange thing with the Trump and the Biden election is that there was, I think that there were seven different types of fraud, not just one. Seven. So one of them was, Andrew, like you said, votes exceeding 100% of the eligible voter. Well, it, it can't happen. It can't be done. How can there be more? You're never going to get 100%, meaning every single person voted. These counties were returning many counties of more than 100%. Right there, we got an issue. Number two, if there's people voting that are dead, deceased, that came up, they did full checks on that. Many of it, many voters in California, Michigan, Pennsylvania were dead or deceased voters. That's a separate, that's a secondary whole separate type of fraud that was exposed in this election. Then we get the votes that were coming in from resident addresses that were businesses. Remember those who were coming in or people were putting that as their name as a, as a UPS or a FedEx or a delivery point as their home address. Anyone in election, yourself, we all know that a, a voter, someone voting, has to have a home address at a household, not a PO, not a business address. It's got to come at a residence, a house, home, apartment, complex, townhouse, something. So those ineligible things were all across the board. So now you've got three different types. Then you've got the absentee ballot issues that were pulled off and documented very well in that movie I just mentioned, where the absentee the absentee voters, the ballots coming in were wrong, which was way out of whack than a normal any normal year. So now we've got four different types of fraud, and then we get the three fifteen in the morning flipping of the votes. That's a that's a computer that's a computer glitch or a computer 
digital way to do something, not like we're talking hand counts. We're not talking absentee. We're not talking uh, different types of voting where it could all be done. That was done. Those votes then were flipped. And so we've got all these types of things going on. The voting machines, as you mentioned, Andrew, cannot and should not ever have access to the internet during the election. They have to be shut off. They have to be standalone, collect the votes. The totals then get turned on and get turned in via the internet and uploaded with the totals. But you can't have individual voting machines hooked up with an ethernet card or a Wi-Fi. And that was proven right away from day one that there were actually machines that were on. So I don't even have this listed, Andrew, and I can rattle off about six different forms of voting fraud right now. Now these servers, there was talk also that servers were stationed or located in, I don't know if it was in Germany or China that these things were connected to, not even connected to, not supposed to be connected to the internet, but funneling through servers in different countries. And so that was validated to be found out to be true too. So it's not just going to a normal person saying, hey, there was fraud and you know what, here's how it happened. You say, hey, there were seven or eight different types of fraud all being pulled off all being managed and all being pulled off successfully to do it. Well, the normal person looks at you like, have you gone mad? Uh, they, they have a hard time understanding that one type of fraud could happen. But when you say that there's been seven or eight documented types of fraud in this election alone, just this one election, and just for Trump and just for the president, these elections all had uh, you know, senators, House of Representatives, Congress people, all sorts of things on the ballots. But the impacts were done to detriment, and every time it was to hurt Trump and to benefit Biden. Now, we haven't even gotten into these special ballots that are used and specially printed ballots with the special dye that's used uh, that cannot be uh, copied or reproduced or replicated. Well, those were coming through that didn't have the, uh, the, the chemical in there um, that prevents the fraud. Like if you look at a, a dollar bill uh, in, in a light, or a check, a personal check uh, in, a, in a light, you can see the counterfeit protection there uh, within the paper. Uh, they were getting ballots that didn't have that, which were meant that they were copied or duplicated on a Xerox machine, which you also can't do. So there was all of these methods of things happening, and Biden won. Uh, and it was, it was a joke. But all you hear from Trump supporters and from Trump himself is, is that it's, um, there was fraud. It did happen. And you hear the press say it's baseless claims. And so it's very frustrating because it, all of this has already been proven. Each one of these types of fraud have already been proven that, that did happen and did occur. Seven or eight different uh, uh, types. So it's hard to wake people up because they already think that we're, uh, Looney Tunes, right? And now you come after them and say, you know what? Uh, not only was there, was there one, but there were seven or eight different types of fraud that was uh, that actually was successfully pulled off the night of the election and thereafter. And they look at you like that can't even can't even even get their arms around the concept. And that's what we're dealing with here. And I'm going to throw two more things out in that line. Then I'd like to get on to to the Trump indictments and how what he might do about it without giving, without giving too many clues away, because I don't want to spoil whatever's going on with him. I have some ideas and thoughts I won't even talk about them because I don't want to jinx them. But 
there's two other things that were that I found personally. I found that num- number one, there, I would, I, it infiltrated the Democrat Party in Philadelphia during the 2020 elections. <clears throat> and I've learned that what they were doing was they were going door to door and send, sending mail-in ballots to Skid Row and to and the places where people just don't vote. They don't go out to vote. And they're saying, look, all you got to do is give us the ballot. We'll, we'll mail it to your house. Just give us the ballot. We'll send it in for you. They were literally doing that. They were paying and they were paying them. They said, if yeah, you got a yeah. ballot, we'll pay. I think it was twenty-five or fifty bucks a pop. They were they were literally paying for votes, which is completely unethical and illegal. And I saw it. I actually watched that firsthand. But I, but I, but I have baseless claims. And the other yeah. thing that yeah, during true, the election, true. you could actually go up on Alibaba or whatever those whatever those sites are over in China, and you could actually order pallets full of blank ballots for the twenty twenty election. Pallets full. Now I'm, I asked, I asked my my listeners. I brought this up several times on my podcast. Why in the hell would you sell ballots if no one's going to buy them? And if people are buying them. Why would you buy a printed ballot, a printed ballot form? What are you going to do? Make make scrap paper out of it? They literally, you could buy pallets full of ballots for your for your state for the election. And, and yet, there were there, these are baseless claims. So I'm going to leave it on that. Let's you respond to that, and then we're going to talk about Trump's indictments. I, I I'm curious as to what what's going what's happening. What and I think there's a plan behind it, but we'll we'll go on it after you acknowledge what I just said and see if you heard anything like that. Yeah, it's interesting because you're you're right. They were going to Skid Row. They were going to folks on the homeless and and saying here as a convenience fee, we'll do it for you if you just vote. The other thing was they were getting. This was big in the time of this whole, uh, what was it called? The migration, people coming across the border, the illegal immig- uh, the illegal aliens and the legal aliens. You know, the registered voters versus just the illegal. So they were really pushing. This was this we saw big in California to say. You know, we want to count these illegal uh, immigrants. We want to count them. Their votes should count because they're people too. And, you know, and the normal folks like us was like, well, no, you, you're not even illegal. You're not even legal as a uh, a member of the country. How how in the world can you vote? They said, well, you can't discriminate. We have to count all those people too. And so they really pushed for that. And that's where the whole southern border, the border was coming in. The illegal migrants the legal migrants and the definition of the two. And that's where Trump got into trouble too, because you can't count them because they're not, uh, I'm trying to get rid of the illegal, uh, send them back. And the whole press back then was saying that uh, Trump didn't want uh, migrants to come over or people to come into America. Well, once again, he was saying the illegal ones, we don't want coming in. You can come in all you want if you do it legally and the right way. In fact, you can then vote right off the bat. You come over here, you become a, a U.S. citizen, you can vote. Illegal or non-U.S. citizens cannot vote. And so they really spun that as well. But they were coming through with all of these votes that were coming in of California, all voting Democrat. And and it was, once again, more than the, the number of registered voters, more than the citizens, U.S. citizens that were that were even available to vote were exceeding because they were using that and dumping in all those numbers as well. So that was happening. I mean, there was the fraud was so enormous on the 2020 election. uh, It's unfathomable. But to this day, in 2023, if you bring it up, you're now still a conspiracy theory, even though we've got facts. So, yes, it's it's true. So. And I appreciate your feedback on that too, because people need to understand that that, that you know that's the, and and the term itself. I mean, it's such a powerful term that word B 
baseless. It, it, just, it just sounds, it sounds like you know what you're talking about. It sounds like it's definitive, it, but it's not. It's just a term. It's a term to, to, you know, hide and to obfuscate the truth. Now I'm going to, I'm going to jump over. Let's jump over. Let's, let's jump to, jump to Creek here and talk about Trump. And I'm going to, I'm going to start you off and Trump's got a lot of indictments against him and he's just walking down the street, minding his own business. One of the things he got, there's two, two things I think he should get. First of all, I don't think it should be, he should be tried in any state court anywhere for things that were done during, during or, or uh, his presidency or during the transition term. Cause technically when all these things occurred, it was the transition term before Joe Biden was actually, um, uh inaugurated so he was the president how, how can you t- how can you how can you indict a president in a state court i have no clue what they're i don't think it's even legal but the other question is what do you think trump's going to do is i think one of the big his big wins so far was the fact he's going to be allowed to have witnesses and i think he's going to use those witnesses to turn the tables on the on the democratic party and joe biden so let's start with that and send, tell me your thoughts on, on, the, on those couple of things and then, and then maybe we'll talk more about the indictments themselves after that well, it's interesting because he's he's fighting this battle and it's a and it's a losing battle already because the Democrats uh, in the past, if you didn't like the Democrats, uh, that's fine. Nowadays, uh, there's no there's no reason to even like the Democrats. It's, it's gotten so bad. And keep in mind, I'm a non-political person. I'm not even a Republican, but I'm certainly not a Democrat. And anyone who even talks that way now after all that's come out is just obnoxious because of all the things that they have done. And I use the word they, meaning uh, the left, uh, the Democrats, and they're the ones driving all this. Now, the Republicans are corrupt themselves as far as the normal political party types. Uh, I'm always one who who said I follow uh, a Trump in the in the phrase of Trump in, in, in when he was running and the things he was saying and doing as that he was a, an independent running as a Republican. He was running on the Republican side, but most of the people that hated Trump were Republicans themselves. They did not want him in there. They were deep state that knew that he wasn't. And so we talk about the rhinos, uh, these Republicans in name only, uh, that they're, but they're all the deep state cats. So even what we found out recently here with, even with DeSantis, who, who, who was so good for so many years, and now there's pushback uh, with that. It's all part of this big circus, I think, Andrew. That's, that's all part of, number one, the propaganda. Number two, the circus. It's a big sideshow, uh, and it's all for the dramatic events of going on every single day, the things that are on the news. But we get the things such as the, the indirect folks, like uh, folks like Laura Loomer, uh, folks like uh, who was the previous uh, press secretary uh, f- for Trump, uh, the good one, uh, the blonde hair gal, uh, really good. Now, it, 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 Kelly, or uh, what is her name? Very good. Now you get these two fighting, and DeSantis is fighting, and Laura Loomer, and, and so it's the people on the Trump side are now fighting against each other, which is, I I don't know what all this is going to lead to or what all this comes down to, but uh, there's there's so many things coming in. Now, Trump is going to skip the first GOP debate because he's going to go on Tucker Carlson. Now, Tucker Carlson, for the most part, is another guy that's, for the most part, good, but you have to really watch what you see from him. He's an ex-CIA, current CIA. Who, who knows what, what he is? He says all the right things. And the people that are awake really like Tucker, 
Tucker Carlson, but you've got to take take it to that next level and say, you know what, he's not even probably a good guy. And and so it used to be, you know, anyone who watches, you know, you know, Fox, they'd go after Fox all the time. But then then it got to the point where Sean Hannity and Tucker Carlson were really the only two guys that were decent at least on Fox. And Sean Hannity exposed himself on a couple of things that that he's another player in this whole thing. So there's so many players and there's so many bad guys or bad actors mixed in with the good guys and good actors, uh, white hats versus black hats, uh, for instance, as as QAnon uh, taught us as far as how to identify what to look for in these individuals. But, you know, we got Mike Pence now in the same thing, who was a another bad guy that was infiltrated into the Trump group. So even though these are Republican people, it's tough to look at what's all going on because it's there's so much. It's overwhelming, Andrew. Let, let's put it that way. It's so overwhelming what's going on. And then you pile on, like you said, all these indictments or when he was president, the impeachments, which confused everyone because impeachments mean different things once again. Um, you know, so you get these indictments, you get these impeachments, and these are basically an indictment is, hey, we think something happened and here's what we think happened. But the normal common person who reads it on the news says this person's going to jail because they, they, they got him busted. You know, he's been found guilty. No, it's an indictment that's been brought forth, like an imp- impeachment proceeding that's been brought forth. Does not mean you're impeached, but an impeachment has been brought forth from the House. It still needs to pass the Senate and all the stuff that we got in with Feinstein and uh, and with Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. People are so confused on all the words and the grammar and the definitions. And so like what you said earlier is, what is the definition? Well, it's hard to say because definitions are being changed as we go. <laughs> There's no, we can't, it, we're getting hit at all sides, Andrew, at, even as far as the de- simple definition of a word is what's being changed also. Uh, it's, it's a lot to take in. And you talk about words and talk about the Constitution of the United States of America and Donald Trump's rights. I think it was either the attorney general of, of uh, New York or one of the uh, prosecuting attorneys that was talking about the indictments and said that Donald Trump and these 19, whatever it was, people have to report by with whatever the date was. And they said, and then he went on to say that they were presumed guilty, presumed guilty. That's not even, that's not even right. He actually said that. And it was on ABC News. He says they were they're presumed guilty. Oh, it is. It's it's so bizarre, Andrew. If you if you log off your Twitter and log back in as a g- generic person just to read what's going on, the random things that people are are trending, it's it's like everyone's guilty. It's like these people are just corrupt. And I thought once Trump was out, uh, when Biden went in, I thought my to myself that hey, the bad guys have finally thought that they won. We're not going to hear about Trump at all. Is he's going to go away? And it didn't happen. He was, like you said, minding his own business, wasn't even involved in anything. And he was the topic of front page news on a daily basis once Biden uh, unofficially took office. Uh, Did he not? Wasn't Trump in the news? I mean, regarding Twitter, regarding uh, 
hush money. Stormy Daniels kept repeating things like this. Michael Cohen kept coming back into the news. When he was out, he was gone. What more could they want? And so the indicator for, for the normies out there or the sheep is, have you ever seen the public go after someone so bad on a daily basis where the hatred and the evil, and we're talking Satan, we're talking Satan here, not just evil people, but it is the it is the most rude thing I've ever seen these last uh, eight, eight, eight or so years. And we're talking, you know, two years leading up to the 2016 when Trump came in and the two years after he got out. He's in the news daily with hatred. Uh, they just the vitriol is unbelievable toward one single man. And that's got to be the uh, the answer for people who don't know. Why would they go after him so bad? Which means that he's right. He's not one of them. He's not deep state. He's not new world order. They cannot allow him to get in. Very similar to JFK. Um, once they got in, JFK had connections with his father, which was corrupt. Donald Trump was heavily into real estate in New York City and was dealing with mob, mobsters, that people and, and groups that were corrupt. They thought they had him owned and allowed him to get in. And then you find out, oh, no, that's not the case. That's when the backlash comes back. And as quick as JFK was taken out and killed, once they found out that he was not one of their guys playing by their rules, um, uh, same thing with Trump. And I think there was uh, about a dozen. I believe there's been a dozen attempts on his life um, that we as in the, have not even heard about in the media that were talked about discussed strange things happen but we never hear back later that they were actually attempts on his life i think that there was around a dozen this is my opinion attempts on his life while he was in office a sitting president this is how much hatred they need to get him out that's their only goal is to get him out and he's not even in and they're still attacking him every day that that's your answer I that's think. the answer and the, the real problem the real problem is they don't know how they're too i mean it's not that they're stupid it's just that a couple things, right? When I was running for delegate in 2016, uh, and I was running in, a, in the state of Pennsylvania, and yet, and it, it makes it national news, obviously, because the list of the, the, all the states come out, and you're on the on the on the media and everything. I have a box I could read to you. I don't have it with me, but I got a box of hate mail from all over, not just the country, but all over the world, telling me I had death threats for 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 for, for, for saying I was going to support Donald Trump as a delegate. I literally got hundreds of uh, death death threats and, and yep. hate mail and and the funny thing is and, and but the more we got the more publicity we got and that, and that's what that's the problem see the problem is that they don't know how to deal with it i, I don't even have an answer to if, if i had if i were on their side i wouldn't know what to tell them because <laughs> the more you go after someone the more press they get the more sympathy they get from their supporters you know it's funny and i'm, I'm going to tell you this because you, you haven't heard this one yet but but I, I i played that game this year earlier in the year i was running for for the, the town council and um, i didn't know how to get more votes i had this bit this issue that had negative impact on me from a number of years back and it, it's one of those stigmas in all the small town that doesn't go away so i said you know what? i'm going to support this local fire company i started going in there well, how am i going to get press for this well the press came to me i was sitting in my backyard in my boxer shorts like i always do in a warm day in the summer by, by my fire pit having a having a, having a beer and the neighbors and it was right after the the burn there was a burn ban and it was right after where they shut that down the day after 
Well, one of the one of the the the, the uh, people that doesn't like the fire company that they had shut down and I'm trying to get reopened decided to report the fire call. The naked man running with a huge fire in his yard. It's a tiny fire pit. It's not even burning wood. It's burning pellets. It's like you can't you can't even start a fire with it. Well, they had this huge thing. Every fire department in a, in a, in a three, three, three county area shows up at my door. They're running around looking at me. And I looked at them. I got, look, I got a fire pit. I'm running around on my boxer shorts. I'm not naked. No, but the headline said, council, you know, council wannabe or whatever uh, denies nude, nude frolic. That's kind oh, of, yeah. I, but you know what happened with that? They got, I got so much empathy and sympathy i got so when i when i ran i did not win because there was too many people running but i doubled literally doubled my the number of people that voted for me over that and that was not good press you know it's good press because i said i didn't do it and i'm supporting this fire company but the press is you know denies nude frolic i mean who would that headline made them read the article this is what happens with donald trump suddenly it's 19 people indicted bang you're going to read that article you're going to watch that news on and, and and as much as you think that's going to hurt that man it's just giving him more empathy and more sympathy and more votes and they, and they don't know what to do with that and the more they do what they want is they want him in jail they want him in a federal prison they want him in guantanamo bay where he can't do anything even if he wins for president that's what they want and they're not yep. going to get that i don't think i really don't think they're going to get that i don't know how he's going to come out of that do you have any thoughts on how he can bail himself out of this mess if you were in his position well, well, he's he's what's on the news is that there's indictments and it looks bad and all this stuff is going to hit the fan. And then you find out a couple of weeks later or a couple of months when these things either get thrown out or dismissed. And Donald Trump's the first to say it. He said the, this this case was dismissed. It was dropped. It's over. But there's no front page news on CNN or USA Today saying it's been dropped. You just you just still hear so the case is dropped and it's over and I think that's what's going to happen with these with these current ones, and then but you keep hearing reported uh, additional information on a case that's no longer live or active or done, but the people then will still say oh he's going down he's going down he's going down Donald Trump himself has already said the case is closed it went to the it went to the judge it's been dismissed there's no grounds for it right it's it's literally over, and so. The case like that, I like to refer people back to the Stormy Daniels case. It was 2017, I think, and and uh, she came forward, I think, with with or someone put her in the, of having a sexual affair or something with Donald Trump uh, years ago, and it came out, and she herself, she herself, had knew this was coming down the pipeline in November or December of it was 2017, around the same time that QAnon started. And it was getting so hot and heavy that they were making all these claims that she went and made a press release statement to the press by saying, I don't want my name in this. This didn't happen. I know the man. I've met with him a couple of times. He's been nothing but generous. I signed the name. I wrote it and dated it. It was February of 2018. And she sent it to the press. I had <laughs> nothing to do with this guy. He's been nothing but generous to me. And so now today, prepping for the show, for the indictments, I still see Back in early, as, as late as March of 2023, hush money with Michael Cohen involved that he's been paying for Stormy Daniels. There was no hush money. There was no affair. And that is a fact. Right. None of it was true. There was no Stormy Daniels affair. But if you bring it up, they still think it's true. And they still think that Michael Cohen is, is uh, you know, doing all this. Michael Cohen was Trump's attorney, his personal attorney right. for many years. And they were good friends and everything else. Well, in 20, 
I don't know what year it was when he got turned when that fire broke out in Trump Tower that uh, they found something on Cohen and, and flipped him. Ever since that fire broke out, he's been very ha- hated Trump ever since then. So obviously he's been turned, right? Michael Cohen has been turned. I don't know if it's threats. I don't know if it's money. I don't know what it is, but he's doing everything he can to bring down Trump. Well, that's not likely the behavior of someone that's been a close advisor, friend, attorney for many, many years. So obviously Michael Cohen has been turned. Well, Stormy Daniels has been turned to become this bad person that they got her up there propped up, uh, claiming that all these things happened and the hush money that was paid. Well, we've got Biden with (laughs) quid pro quo on audio recording to pay off the Hunter Biden, the the prosecutor in the Ukraine. And when that makes the the, the light of day, uh, what guess what comes out is uh, Donald Trump quid pro quo on something that he asked of another, um, uh, uh, another country's leader that, uh, that came out and it was nothing to it. It sounded kind of, uh, kind of fishy or goofy, but there was nothing to it. Trump, uh, Biden comes out and there's actually verbiage that's, that's a slam dunk case and we never hear about it again. We never hear of the Stormy Daniels case going away. All we do is keep hearing about the new things and the hush money and now the election and the fraud. And now we're hearing about Fulton County and Georgia and the tax. And finally, they go all these years of getting his tax returns released. There was nothing in the tax returns. They've done everything. And I think it's, Andrew, it's to keep the ball rolling. It's just to keep him in litigation, litigation over and over and over and have his name be in the press and in the news for some negative thing. Now, what we forget to mention is the Trump lawsuit. Remember, Andrew, March 24th, 2022, Trump filed his lawsuit against 28 defendants in federal court against the whole Steele dossier, against the whole Hillary Clinton, against the whole fake Russia collusion. And in that is 16 charges against 28 defendants, and each of those 16 charges that were brought forth in Trump's case that we don't hear about, by the way, we never hear about the Trump case. We hear about everyone suing Trump or criminal charges against Trump. But the Trump case, he goes through 16 charges, and his legal team identifies with three or four paragraphs on each of the charges that definitively proves what was going on with the Steele dossier. What was going on with Hillary Clinton? What was going on and how all these things came about with all of the various uh, people? The uh, Denchenko case, uh, it was the, I mean, it was all of these people involved to put that whole thing together for the Steele dossier. It's outlined. His, his court case is a 108-page PDF file that you can log in and read right now. It tells exactly what happened. They busted him. They busted all these people of doing this and spying on Trump. And all we hear back is Trump's coming up with baseless claims saying, oh, they're spying on me. Well, the evidence is there. There's surveillance. This gets back to the FISA, all those repeated FISA warrants. So, Andrew, with this current stuff that's coming up today, what I think is that they're still trying to back him into a corner that doesn't matter. It's, it's bogus charters but they don't want him to run. They don't want him to win. They don't want him to get the nomination. They don't want him to be involved at all. So I think this is all just 
similar to Crossfire Hurricane. How can we get a get a hurricane here going with Crossfire at the same time and get everyone just confused on all of these charges? I think it's all planned specifically to help take him down, but it's going to backfire. But they're trying to keep him in litigation as much as he uh, as they can. I think. Yeah, my my big concern is the timing of these uh, um, hearings that they want to make right before the election, the uh, primary elections next year. I, you know, there's a, there a couple of things bother me about that. I guess the big thing is that uh, the number one, of course, they're they're, they're indicting a, a a seated president, which is illegal. And the other the other thing is, I I would consider that. I mean, I would I would almost say that Trump should come back and file suit against them for interfering with a federal election. It's a federal it's a federal violation. You can't do that. That's what they're doing. They're interfering with a federal election. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You know, and that well, well, I think one of the charges in that lawsuit was the interfering with that election in the first place. The the twenty I think it was the interference that they ran, which was true, in twenty sixteen. That was election, a part of that whole uh, when before they got in. Remember, he was going to set up Trump Tower uh, with his uh, headquarters here for the president. Right. They moved out and they said, nope, we found out it's been bugged. It's all been bugged. You got to move into the White House. And they found out everything was uh, under surveillance. So there was interference and things back then. But yes, they will do their best to come up to the, the midterms. Uh, election or the old famous October surprise, uh, you know, next year, it's it's going to, they will, they crave the timing of these things to take someone down, right? They crave it. And I think that uh, with the record turnouts and the sellouts that Trump's been getting, even going back how many years, uh, any kind of rally that he had uh, has been selling out. People can't get there fast enough. So huge, huge support for the man. Uh, but they need to negate that somehow because his opponent, Biden, doesn't have it. He has no support. There's no rallies. There's no events that's drawing hundreds of thousands of, of fans. And, you know, we didn't even bring up the January 6th, which is also a scam. Also, another sham, bogus charges. There was nothing going on there that was anything related to do with Trump. And they're saying he instigated that thing on January 6th. He had his words right out of his mouth. They've got the recordings and the words out of his mouth saying, go home, go home peacefully, go home. He said that. Yeah. But he instigated that was, that a riot. That was tweeted that same afternoon, and people have screenshots of that tweet that said, we don't want any issues. If there's going to be issues, please uh, you know, disperse, go home, be peaceful. Right. We're not here to cause a ruckus. And, and then you get footage of the night before with FBI agents you know, laying pipe bombs on the grounds and the Capitol Police letting in the rioters. Uh, so there's a lot to take in for the everyday person who, who's not awake to to get their arms around all of these things. I think that's the hardest thing that we deal with with being awake is is educating uh, people. And, it's, and it seems it's so far-fetched for people to grasp, I think. And, and you know, the big thing right now, one of, one of my problems is that they, one of the things they've done is they split us so far apart and taken away our communications ability. Like years... In 2016, we had uh, Google Plus is one of the best places to go. I made a lot of headway with that. You know, a lot of turned a lot of Democrats and and independents and into in, in Trump supporters, if not into Republicans or Democrats, but into Trump supporters. We don't have that anymore. We have the, the social media for the liberals. We got the social media for the conservatives, and then the other ones just gave up and don't use anything other than text messaging. We've and then and there's no newspapers anymore. You know, it, 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 we've lost everything. Um, but the problem, the problem is that you and I, we're, we're speaking to the, to, we're speaking to the, to the choir, basically, 
And how do we reach these other people, I guess, is the question. What's the best way to get out there? And I usually use a soft approach to, to I like to discuss the options. I, and one of the things I've seen lately, too, is that there's, they're making lists. I think that's really great. Biden versus Trump. You know, what did Biden do? What did, what did, what did Trump do? Uh, really, really good list. Did, did Biden support the, the common folk? Did, did Trump support the common who, who does Biden support? Biden has done, provided no support whatsoever for the common person. None. Zero. And these chart, these graphs and charts and, and comparisons show a lot. What do you think we can do? And we're we'll going to close up on this pretty soon. So let's make a make a make a good headway to try to get some of our listeners out there, yours and mine, uh, out there to uh, figure out what we can do to save Donald Trump, save our country, uh, and save other candidates. Because it's not Trump alone. It's your your, your Congress, your Senate, your even even your local council members. We got to turn everybody. What's your thoughts on how we can reach the people and how we can help turn them and get bring them back to God, bring them back to what's right? It's, it's, I think memes are very effective. The, the memes have really taken over as far as uh, on social media, uh, memes that show um, evidence or memes that show and, and let the people make their own uh, decision. There's, there's the Maui fires, there's, there's everything burnt down on, on a beach, but yet you see a whole row of 18, um, you know, umbrellas that are blue, nice, bright blue umbrellas that didn't get touched in an extreme hot fire like that. So you leave it out there and, and you make a post and it says, what's wrong with this picture? You know, what's, what's wrong? You know, how can this be? These are not normal fires. So memes are very powerful. Now, Donald Trump is a targeted individual. And you're right. If it's not Donald Trump and if it's someone else next year or the next election, there are plans in place and, and playbooks of how you take down someone who's a targeted individual. Um, what they've going back decades, they're targeted and whether you call it a smear campaign or dirty political dirty tricks, things like that, they're going after people. But today's world, you can really weaponize that, and uh, they're going after Trump at all at all expense. And wife, family, kids, fam, you know, grandchildren, they're going after everything. And I think being out there and making posts uh, that are that are positive, uh, faith based is another is another uh, big thing because uh, that's what we're seeing here. We're not seeing uh, you know, right versus wrong. We're seeing good versus evil. We're seeing God versus Satan in, in these uh, events that are going on. But you have to do it in a sensitive way. You can't push people away. You can't be mean and argumentative. And you've got a lot of times just make the post uh, like on Facebook and let the comments play themselves out. People will comment good and bad and they'll go battle back and forth just like a reply chain on a Twitter post. It is okay to, to make a post and walk away. Not to get engaged. You don't even have to engage. And I think that's very successful. The wake people out there will do that for you. They, they will come to your help, uh, come to your side. And you make you make some great points. And the one thing that I'm going to put at, point out is that if you're running for office, you know somebody's running for office, keep them away from everybody. You know, years ago, you used to be able to shake hands and, you know, kiss babies, et cetera. You can't touch anybody. You can't look at anybody. When I was running for U.S. Senate, uh, 2018, uh, they actually set me up with 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 this with this guy who was a skinhead. He turned out he was on the on the Republican committee in Luzerne County, and he came up. He said, "Hey, can I get a picture with you?" Click, boom. Next thing I know, I'm on the Southern Poverty uh, 
list of, uh, of for hate crimes, and I'm still in there. You can look me up. You, you, yeah. have, have a fun time and do a search for that. You'll you'll see it. The, uh, the funny thing was that it actually that when I would go to when I would go out soliciting votes and signatures for petitions, <laughs> the people actually said, hey, "You're a hero." They look at me. I, I'm a hero because I'm in, the, in their hate crimes book. And I was like, <laughs> but but you got to be careful because they'll set you up for this kind of stuff, and they'll 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 work you in in such a way where they can edit what you're saying. To, to suit their needs. And I don't, I refuse anymore. And I'm out on the campaign trail for anything serious to talk to these reporters or anything but the, but the absolute facts. And you know, it, you gotta be really careful. Yeah, and it's, now, it's, artificial intelligence is even worse. It's tough because you got the AI out there. Now there's the Photoshop Adobe, you know, to, to alter images or, or things like that, that can take it out of whack. But like you said, the photo, you can, you can, they can spin it now a certain way by saying, Hey, your friends or your, you you're connected with the, you know, a, a, the skinhead group or something. So that's how they work and that, that that's how they operate. And so the best thing is just, is to, you know, once of course not get out and do anything like that. So then what do you do? It's mainly social media, but they can also spin that around as well. So it's a, it's a very fine line. It's a, it's a balancing act, Andrew. And I just wish you the best, uh, you know, going forward on that because it is a tough thing to do. Yeah, and I will be out running for Congress again next year. I've already made that commitment, um, and we'll we'll see where that we'll we'll see where that goes. I, we need people in there that can, that, especially in the, in, in the House, that can stand up and, and have some guts. I, I would use a different word, but it's not it's not politically correct or religiously correct. But you know what I'm <laughs> saying. Uh, but I'd go out there and stand up and be willing to to, to stand firm on the issues, the the primary issues, to talk about people. And I go out there and I'll talk about people as opposed to politics i've talked to the democrats republicans i've talked to mixed groups and, and religious non-religious and every one of them loves me and says run again because we want you in there and what you need is somebody that can say look we don't care about any of these stop stop talking gun control stop talking uh, taking away our all of our rights stop talking about abortion stop talking about all this crap and start from the other end and see what we have in common where can we start what do we all need and discuss that as a, and then say how can we fix this problem and guess what neither the republicans nor the democrats are helping that's what we need to do and that's what that's what i'm planning on doing i like i like it yeah and, and it's gone very far i've never had anybody i had people i had I, I went in front of a religious group it was a church a big church we had a, and i was i was I, I dance around i'm very animated when i'm on the on a stage in front of a group the more people the more i'm animated and i told i told this religious group flat out i said look you know we're talking about abortion i said i'm gonna tell you right now i said I, will, will I support or not support abortion? I don't believe in abortion. I'll tell you right now, you, you could say as a candidate that you, what you believe in, what you can do and what you can believe in are two different things. We need to end up meeting in the middle. We need to talk to all the people. And one, one, I'm going to leave you with this thought. Then we got we got to head out because we're running out of time here, Dan. It's been really great. But I told him, I said, you know, let's talk about abortion. I said, you know, and I, and I asked for a show of hands. I get people in, in, involved with my with my campaigns. And, and I'll say, stood up and I, and I always use this one for like abortion. I'll say, look, I do believe that every child is precious. Every child is one of God's gifts. But the Bible doesn't tell us that we have to make other people believe that. In fact, it says the opposite. We, we can we can we can proselytize and talk to people, but it's not our duty to, if they don't want to see God, if they, they refuse to see Him. That's their problem, not ours. So now, what do you? I, I, the first question I ask is, do you believe in the in the First Amendment? Dan, I'm going to ask you the question: Do you believe in the First Amendment and our rights to to to, to freedom of religion? What are your thoughts? Yes. Okay. Yes. Great. Okay. I, and that's a hundred percent. Every hand went up. And I said, well, <laughs> do, do, you, do you realize that the Jewish Torah, the word of God for the Jews says that a, 
baby is not a precious gift of God until it leaves the womb and God breathes its first breath of life into that baby. Now, are you going to deny them abortion? Are you going to say that they cannot follow their religious rights? And most people don't know that. Oh, yes, yes. And then I go on. But now you, now you got to backpedal a little bit because you got to show you're a true conservative. Like a backpedal, but I said, but hey, you know, let me, th- let, me, let me go one step further. Are you going to let a Satanist take their 13-year-old daughter lay on a slab and kill her as a sacrifice because it's her religious right? We got, and they go, we got to draw the line somewhere. We got to set yes. rules. And no matter what, I mean, I don't care what the audience is, who's going to argue with that? Correct, correct. So there you go. Any final thoughts before we part, Dan? This has been so great. We'll have to do it again. Yeah, very good. Uh, just just follow the follow the news. Uh, and, and when I say news, it's 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 both sets the the real news, the things that are out there, and then the propaganda. If you could keep an eye on the propaganda, which is false, and you can separate the two and see the difference, you can go through each day a, a little bit easier when you can see the difference. But it's all about the propaganda. They're they're hitting us so hard on all fronts. And it's hard to stay focused and uh, it's tough, but uh, you've got to be, uh, you've got to be, you got to have a strong faith and what I call strong faith. It's not uh, 50%. It's not 85, 90%. It's absolute. That is only way you're going to get through these trouble times. These end times I'm calling them uh, is, is an absolute 100% faith. You, you, you can't, Nothing less, it's it's going to work. This, it's going to beat you down living in this uh, in the times we're in. Well, it's been a, it's been absolutely wonderful, Dan. Thank you for coming tonight. Uh, and hopefully, like I said, we'll do this again if you're if you like. Just you know, you know we'll just let us know. Um, and and definitely uh, stay keep the faith. Praise Jesus. We'll 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 get us through through all of this. You have a fantastic uh, night, and and we'll and we'll talk again soon. Uh, Dan Hennon, folks, uh, on the various topics of what's going on today in politics and what's happening with Donald Trump. Thank you again, Dan. Thanks, Andrew. God bless. All right. God bless. Take care. Good evening.